listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Out with the old, in with the new. John Long, I wish you a very happy 2022. Yep. It would have been great if there was a new host. You know, like for me, <laughs> we talk about that would have, that would totally suck, John. <laughs> You'd be like, look, me and John had a falling out, and now John Horton, you know, or whatever. But now you're stuck with me, I guess. Uh, Happy New Year, Tiny. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. Did y'all shoot off fireworks? We did not. There was plenty of fireworks going off. Sure. Yeah, in the from distance. my next door neighbor. <laughs> yes. Here's the here's the awkward did thing. Did you get in the Facebook group and, and vague no vague post about care. it? My thing about fireworks mm-hmm. is it's two nights a year, really, yeah. where fireworks are an issue. And I, since I don't have babies anymore, I, it doesn't matter. And people are like, well, my dog gets scared or whatever. I, I don't care if my dog gets scared. Your dog's going to be okay. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. It's okay to be scared, isn't it? You know? I mean, there was a time when a dog had to fend completely for itself in the wild. I know. Well, that's, and I, we got to act like, oh, this is my baby, and he mm-hmm. don't like fireworks. How dare you yeah. and your family set off fireworks and enjoy this holiday sure. because of my little poo-poo right here? For, for You cannot. I, my dog is so important, you cannot cause him a couple hours of inconvenience. <laughs> yes. you know, that's really what it says. <laughs> so I'm not anti-firework. Uh, but my next-door neighbor on the other side who I've spoke of, the lady who's on the HOA board or whatever, made this post about, hey, just a reminder, it's against the law to shoot fireworks in the city limits or whatever. Are we in city limits? Yes. Yeah, we're we're in city limits. Oh, they ain't going to let a tax base like this be outside (laughs) of the city limits, Tiny. Okay, think. Literally on the, like, you're the boundary behind you. Like, if you cross a creek, you're in the county. There, you're not in city limits. I'd be so dumb sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so she posted that, and then later on, she was like, someone, she commented on it, was like, yeah, someone, like, our neighbors are shooting it, and it's scaring my little dog. And I, th- I was like, I hope she knows it wasn't us doing it because we're not out here shooting. We were all in bed. Like my entire house is in bed, like 10, 8, 10 p.m. So I was like, I don't, I'm not shooting it. And I don't want her to think it was us. I didn't want to be a bad neighbor, and because these are people I live around, right? I listened to my conscience and went with my better judgment. But I so badly wanted to be. Nobody cares about right. your stupid dog. Yeah, like guys. <laughs> Not that big a deal, okay? Hey, we all love dogs, but yeah. it's not going to hurt your dog to be scared for a little while because some stuff's popping off. How about this? I like dogs, too, but yeah. you know what? I like fireworks a lot more. Well, the fireworks are way more sure. awesome than a dog. My dog, Jay, has turned into the biggest baby since we moved into this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Jay Barker barks all the time. <laughs> he don't have to protect the family right. anymore. Well, no. He was an outside dog for his entire life. Mm-hmm. And when we moved here, because our houses are so close to each other, I was like, I'm not going to have my neighbors hate me because he's outside barking all the mm-hmm. time. And so used to, he didn't, it, fireworks, it didn't matter to him. Snow, water, rain, he was he was cooling all the elements, anything. He was a great outside yeah. dog. Two years of living inside, he like hates to even step in the grass when it's wet, <laughs> you know, to like pee or whatever. 
bothers me. I'm this like, is you're, a weak, <laughs> you're a weak animal. It's exactly what happened to the Mongols, John. Yeah. <laughs> if you know this, but they were the fiercest warriors. That's right. This world has ever seen. They mm-hmm. conquered nearly the whole world. Yeah. Two generations after that, Yeah. they were all rich. They were all fat, fat and, and lazy. They, they, they quit fighting their, that's right. their battles, and their empire fell. I, I, that's why I think it's important for us humans to be uncomfortable at right. times, you know? <laughs> Like today, so uh, we got a text message that if you're watching a live stream for church, make sure you got some juice and crackers ready because we're doing the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was like, oh, well, the deacons are supposed to serve Lord, Lord's Supper. I better wear my jacket and everything and look cool and presentable at church. Well, then I forgot we're in COVID and we have our little individual the little communion lunchable thing they yes. give you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was overdressed, of course. And then during Sunday school, it was like hot in the room and everybody was like, you're not going to be able to keep that jacket on the whole time. I was like, absolutely, I will. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can withstand a little bit of discomfort for a, a short period of time. We won World War II in wool uniforms. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I'll be okay for 30 minutes during Sunday school. And I was, and mm-hmm. then I was just got to say, hey, I'm right again, y'all. <laughs> no, that's what I told everybody. So, anyways, happy new year. Absolutely. Did you make a, a resolution? I did. Okay. I'm going to get Bell Mead Rich this year. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Good. I got a plan. Okay. And I think I might have the resources I need to accomplish this goal. Okay. Are you afraid to say it out loud? Yes. Is that because <laughs> you don't trust me? Because... <laughs> I would understand that. Anybody could be listening to this, okay. John. All right. Well, I hope I hope you get rich, and if I can help you get rich in any way, let me know. Can I take out a credit card in your name? Absolutely. <laughs> you can't, but not because I wouldn't let you. Got you. Just because okay. there is not a credit card company that would extend me credit. <laughs> Left because in the United States. I have a surefire plan, John. This okay. is an investment that can't fail. <laughs> I just need you to give me your money, and then you go get two people, and then those two people go get two people. That's right. Okay. Well, I I look forward to sitting through your rainbow <laughs> vacuum sales meeting that we. Yeah. Get guilted into coming to and giving the name of five friends to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I look forward. To that. <laughs> well, well, what do we got as far as odd news goes? Well, I have a couple of stories about hamsters, everybody's favorite pet, mm-hmm. and uh, then I got another story about finger guns. Okay, so that's where we're at. What about you? Well, I have a story about squirrel. I have a story about Prince Andrew, and I wanted to start with this one, John. French burned fewer cars on New Year's Eve due to pandemic. Okay. Now, I was not aware of this, but apparently France has a long and storied tradition of burning cars that are parked on the street on New Year's Eve. Well, I I guess the uh, car dealers are really (laughs) excited about (laughs) that. But because of the pandemic, there's been fewer cars set on fire. So I I guess there's a silver lining in everything. We're just living in a different time. (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll return to normalcy. Two weeks to flatten the curve, really. (laughs) This story comes from Euronews.com. Hundreds of empty parked cars go up in flames in France each New Year's Eve. 
set afire by young revelers, a much lamented tradition that appeared in decline this year, which only saw 874 vehicles burned. <laughs> only 874. <laughs> <That's> okay. <all. laughs> The number of cars burned overnight has declined compared to New Year's Eve 2019 when 1,316 vehicles went up in flames. Hmm. So roughly a 200-car decline. Yes. Yeah. Fewer arson attacks occurred because of massive police presence on city streets this New Year's Eve, which that'll do it. Yeah. Enforcing law and order and restrictions on public gatherings and wearing face masks as infections driven by the fast-spreading Omicron variant surge. There's no information on burned cars last year because a nationwide lockdown in 2020 uh, during the coronavirus pandemic. So I guess, did they just not track that statistic? I guess so. They were (laughs) too busy inside. (laughs) The bean counters, they were at home. They were trying social distancing. Trying to flatten that curve. They weren't counting burned right. cars. They weren't counting burned cars. Like many countries, France sees cars set on fire during the year for many reasons, including gangs hiding clues of their crimes and people making false insurance claims. But car torching took a new step in France when it became a way to mark the arrival of a new year. The practice reportedly began in earnest among young people, often in poor neighborhoods in the 1990s, in the region around Strasbourg in eastern France. It also became a voice of protest during the fiery unrest by despairing youths from housing projects that swept France in the fall of 2005. At the time, police counted 8,810 vehicles burned in less oh, than man. three weeks. You know how you get up, get hustled out the door, get ready to go to work, and go out there and your car's been burned? I know. You got to call your ball. I will be late to work. My car has was torched last the night. Purge, the purge, yeah. the the vehicle purge got it. And I guess like then when they're burning like, un, you know, whatever, 8,000 cars, your boss is probably like, yeah, man, they got me last week. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand. Just get on into work when you can. That's tough. You know, I have a funny car burning story that okay. doesn't involve me. Oh, okay. But I used to work with a guy who lived in Holt. Mm-hmm. And he said that one night he had some friends over and they were out cooking out. And it was, he said it was about 10 o'clock at night. I'm assuming they had already cooked out or whatever. And these three kids were walking down the road and they walked up and uh, asked him if they could borrow a cigarette. Now, this is him telling the story. Yeah. It would be funnier if you knew the guy who was telling the story. He had to amp everything up. You know, he always had to to make it for a good story. Sure, But he said that uh, he could tell that these guys were sketchy. Now, if it had been me, I would have probably just told the guys, hey, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. You yeah. have to go somewhere else. But he went inside and grabbed a shotgun and said, we don't have any cigarettes here. You need to get the heck on off my property. So they took off running. This happened on a Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday, he was over at his parents' house and he gets a phone call from his neighbor. Somebody set his truck on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he comes back. The, he calls the fire department. They get the fire taken care of. And then Sunday, by Sunday afternoon, he had everything in his trailer packed up. and was back home with his mom and daddy living in their house. <laughs> yep. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm out. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what else is crazy? What's that? Hamsters. Are crazy. Are they? Have you ever owned a hamster? 
I owned a lab mouse one time. Okay. Uh, my experiment was not successful. <laughs> or are you trying to pinky in the brain? <laughs> yeah. uh, we've owned several hamsters. Okay. They don't have a very long shelf life, mm-hmm. at least in the long household. They don't. <laughs> you know? Maybe it was like a mice and men where my kids just loved it a little too much. <laughs> yeah. But an Alabama teen says a hamster bit him in the movie theater as he watched Spider-Man. <laughs> Did he get hamster powers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to the person who posted this in the Facebook group. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Stan. Stan's a big content <laughs> contributor. You got a good shot if you just guess him. So Aiden Witten was only 10 minutes into the 6 p.m. showing of Spider-Man No Way Home Monday at an AMC Mobile 16 on Schillinger Road when one of his friends thought he saw a rat. We all lifted our legs, Witten said. We thought it was funny, as one would see (laughs) a rat. But Witten left his popcorn bucket on the floor at his seat. When he reached for it, he realized there was something else inside, a hamster. The fluffy white rodent was big enough to fit in the palm of his hand, and apparently the tiny moviegoer had spent about five days in that auditorium looking for its own way home. says, "I uh, I felt it on my hand, he said, and it bit me, so I flipped my bucket over and caught it. I thought it would be the right thing to do. I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, he's an he's a teenager in Alabama. Sure, yeah. You and I were teenagers in Alabama. Yeah. Well, you see an animal, you got to catch yeah, it. Yeah, right. Well, this I, is what you do. I've given my theory on that we all have some sort of white trash in us. <laughs> yes. Like some are like, you know, I think I'm an Indian. You know, I got a dream catcher <laughs> hanging from my mirror and all that. And Like and, Elizabeth Warren. Sure, right. <laughs> That's her white trash That's her talking. White. <laughs> and some of us, and I am of this variety, if you see a wild animal, you just got to try to catch it. Yeah. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so apparently he's got the same strain <laughs> of DNA as as I do. Yeah. I've got that my mama was a trucker. Sure. Right. Yeah. White trash. There's me. a lot of different, you know, variations <laughs> in the white trash tree, but we all have some of it. In it. Yes. But you go to the most hoity toity, like we would call here in town, uh, the 35406ers, which mm-hmm. live up by the lake and, and North River, that area. All they all got some, you know. One of them will go in a convenience store barefoot. You oh know, yeah, it's up there. We, it's you can't escape it. It's, one of them's probably married to their third cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably very likely up in that area. <laughs> they don't mix in with us poor's too much. <laughs> so he said uh, the hamster's appearance marred the theater experience for Witten, who had spent eight hours the previous day watching all of the Spider-Man films in preparation. His mother, <laughs> Dana Witten, said. She went on to say, I don't know why my son doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> He's a very sweet boy. <laughs> he had never seen a Spider-Man movie, she said. He texted me while it was happening, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. He doesn't make stuff up. So I knew it was real. It's just the strangest thing I've ever heard. So Aiden said he had never been around a hamster before. He went uh, with a friend to the theater staff to report what had happened. A manager eventually (laughs) refunded his ticket. Just real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. But John, you, I just, for a minute, you're... The manager yeah. at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and teenager walks up to you and says, hey, I was bit by a hamster. <laughs> First thing he goes, what? <laughs> Do what? 
<laughs> All sales final. <laughs> well, they refunded his ticket and gave him another bucket of popcorn, but the hamster continued to bite him on the wrist and hand. <laughs> okay. Hey. He said one of the employees was like, what do you want me to do about it? He said, <laughs> That's I, what I would say. What right. do you want me to do? He said, I want you to take the hamster. <laughs> That's not my job description. So uh, attempts to reach the AMC theater for comment were not immediately successful. The Witten said they shared the story simply because they thought it was funny. And Aiden said because of the hamster hassle, he didn't get to see the movie. Now he says he'll just wait until it comes out on video. Huh. So Because he's been scarred by this hamster. <laughs> this hamster. Now a hamster will bite you. you oh, know? Yeah. They like to nibble. Now they got like little bitty mouths yeah. and little bitty teeth, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, no, it's not but, a huge deal. But I mean, like if it gets on your finger, you could sling it off, you know, give yeah. it one of them, mm-hmm. like you're popping a skull can, you know, <laughs> sling it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh they'd be wild. Um, I don't know if I thought I saw a rat, if I would ever put my Popcorn on the ground. Yes, yeah, because he's, on this he's going to go for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's it doing? Looking for food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So poor decision making on this kid who spent an entire day watching all of the Spider Man movies <laughs> Which, just in preparation. Yeah, that's what's crazy because you really only need to watch two. Okay. Well, I guess maybe you throw in Civil War in there. How many Spider Man movies are there? <laughs> well, there's a t- there's a bunch of if we For go back, if we go to back to the Sam Raimi movies. All right, look, I don't got- want to get into <laughs> canon and lore. I'm just looking for a ballpark figure of six. I just got you got three movies with Tobey Maguire. Okay. That was back when we were kids. What was it? It was Tommy McGuire's younger than us, right? Is he? I don't know. Hold on a second. If only we had a way to know. <laughs> Dad it. He is 46, John. Okay, so one year older than me. One year older than you. Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't putting out movies when I was a kid. Well, not not a little kid. I was thinking like teenagers. Like I think I had just graduated high school when okay. those movies started coming out. Like around 2000, 2001. Okay. That was that was there was a anyway there was a Spider Man trilogy there. Okay, yeah, we got off topic. <laughs> yes. Then uh, Sony did two more mo- movies with was his name Andrew Garfield. I have no idea. And then before they could do the third one, uh, Marvel was like, "Hey, we would uh, we know you got the movie rights to our character, but we would kind of like him back in our movies." Yeah, and I tell you what, we'll even make the movie. And split the profits with you if you'll just let us use him. Okay. And Sony was like, cha-ching. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so then uh, he was in Civil War, and there was two Spider-Man movies. And then, of course, he was in the uh, <laughs> Infinity War and the other one. And then now there's another one. So Okay. Well... That's a lot of that's a lot of movie watching just to watch a movie. I know. You know? Yeah. Like that sounds like homework to me. If you go on YouTube, you can probably find a really well done recap clip. Sure. And just well, watch of all that. the the all the mutations of Spider Man. Well, this is our story so far. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. That's all that's all beyond the realm for me. <laughs> I don't I can't how do you keep up with all of it? Well, I mean, I, I don't. For, I'm, I'm asking. I don't keep up. I, I've just seen the movies, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, I don't know. It I have a really like good would, memory. Yeah, I, I would it's, not. If it's not important, I can probably remember it. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's your turn, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. 
I don't have a good segue. Sorry. <laughs> well, speaking of hamsters, John, as scary as they can be, you know who can even be scarier? What's that? Bloodthirsty squirrel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodthirsty squirrel. <laughs> not, not regular squirrel. Sure. We're talking extra bloodthirsty. Right. Now you're talking about Cajun curl squirrel, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like we've somehow made him mad finally. <laughs> well, he, he, he gets scary too. He came here and busted heads. <laughs> oh, better ad reads than what you're giving me. But no, this is bloodthirsty squirrel attacks 18 people in small Welsh village in a two-day Christmas rampage. Okay, yes. Pretty sure I've seen a B movie, like horror movie, based on this. <laughs> Uh, there's a quote from a lady. Those teeth could bite right through a child's tiny finger, said the woman who put an end to the attacks. That bites your nuts off is what I heard. <laughs> a squirrel's reign of terror over a sleepy Welsh village has been brought to an end after it bit 18 residents, leaving some too scared to leave their homes. This now listen. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that would never happen in Alabama. Right. Like do this is why we have a 22 <laughs> laying around. This is well, I mean this is Welsh. Yeah. So Oh, I guess they don't. Yeah. No. I wonder if this is maybe Sadie knows somebody who got bit by a squirrel. This is why we need the second amendment, John. <laughs> protect this you from squirrels. From bloodthirsty squirrels. That's right. They're rising up on us. <laughs> It, nicknamed Stripe the Gray Squirrel, he was finally caught in a humane trap and handed to the RSPCA by Corrine Reynolds, who had been feeding it from her garden in Buckley in North Wales. You got to put it down. It's already tasting <laughs> human blood. That's what I say. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got the hunger now. Yeah, I know. He already knows. He's you got to you got to put him down. He's become the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> It came after more than a dozen locals reported being attacked by the rodent, with with some posting gory images of bite marks and deep scratches requiring tetanus shots amid the two-day rampage. The squirrel was also accused of biting dogs, cats, and chasing people down country roads. The attacks were ended when Ms. Reynolds set out a cage in her garden, leaving a handful of peanuts. Stripe's favorite snack as bait. How did she know his favorite snack? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like his favorite snack is human flesh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, the RSPCA came and picked up the squirrel from Ms. Reynolds' home, transferring it from her cage to her bathroom to stop it from escaping. But the animal welfare, welfare charity said it had no choice but to put Stripe down... <laughs> Yeah. As it is currently illegal to release a gray squirrel back into the wild. Okay. Especially this one. I bet you they were like, look, nobody's going to examine the law to just <laughs> yeah. say, somebody just say it's illegal to release it. We got to put it down. I mean, imagine if Alabama had a law like that. Hey, if you catch a deer, you can't put him back in the wild. And <laughs> nobody out here catching deer or just killing them. Yeah. You, you know? catch a gator, yeah. you can't put him back in the wild. <laughs> you got to keep him now. <laughs> you catch a endangered something, <laughs> you can't put it back in the wild. Ms. Reynolds told the standard of her sorrow after the squirrel she nicknamed Stripe after the vicious baddie from Gremlins was euthanized. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I don't remember that, but uh, it's wild to me they use a Gremlins name. <laughs> yeah. The 65-year-old said, I'm relieved I caught him because my grandson, who is only two, plays in the garden and had to stop because it wasn't safe. 
But I'm sad because I'm an animal lover, and because of me, this squirrel lost his life. Well, you know, that squirrel could have taken other lives. Sure. You should be thankful that he's no longer a danger, a menace to society. Yeah, he, you, you have helped society out. I know people don't like gray squirrels, but they are all God's creatures to me. Well, does that go for cobras and rattlesnakes? Sure. <laughs> the, Those all, are Satan's little hand puppets. The all God's creatures crowd. They are that way, you know. <laughs> yeah, they think like a rattlesnake loves them. What about Trump Trump supporters? <laughs> are they God's creatures, or well, is it okay to hate them? Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably okay to hate them, <laughs> right? <laughs> but although I see him several times a day in my own garden, his behavior over the last three days gave me cause for concern. Well, yeah, because he went on a rampage. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, right. <laughs> he uh, is driving. He in driving for me, running to me fast as soon as he saw me. I have I don't know what that you meant is by that. like somebody. <laughs> that's a messed up sentence right there. I think my bite wasn't too bad because he knows me. But when I saw the others all over Facebook, I was shocked and I realized I had to get him caught before it was a child. I think mm. he still has underlying issues like a tumor or growth because to change like that in a matter of days is not normal. It was nothing to do with the food because I have a well-stocked squirrel for feeder here. So he knew there was always food in my garden. It's the squirrel got into, into the rut, I'm sure, <laughs> is the change that happened to him. Yeah. Right. Or maybe he got into something else you had in your garden. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> That's a very good uh, point. Well, anyway, it just goes on. But this is just her talking about how much she loved the squirrel and how sad she is that it's dead. I, yeah. for one, am happy yeah. that this squirrel is burning in hell now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know animals don't have a soul, okay? Yeah. Uh, we all know. Maybe this one did because it had such an impact. <laughs> it could have been possessed by That's a demon, true. you know? That's true. He, yeah. uh, Jesus, he allowed some demons to go into a herd of pigs. That's right. Maybe he let a demon go into a squirrel. That's right. Could be. <laughs> demon starts- squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that is a B movie. Like uh, a USA Up All Night movie. Yeah. yeah. The Demon Squirrel. We need to start a webcomic. <laughs> if only I could draw. <laughs> well, maybe the squirrel was drunk. Right. That's possible. He could have gotten to some liquor. Although he was drunk over the course of two days. Would he, you think well, his wife left him? We've all, yeah. <laughs> we've all been on a bender before, you know? Uh, what would you think would be the, the hardest animal to get drunk? The hardest animal to get drunk would mm-hmm. be maybe an elephant, just okay. because of the sheer size. The size? The sheer amount you need. Well, maybe. you'd be wrong. Because they lack a gene for alcohol metabolism. Okay. So they get drunk real easy. Oh, did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Well, have you not seen Dumbo? No. Yeah. Well, don't they get drunk in Dumbo? I, I haven't seen. I, I have not seen the cartoon since I was a kid. Oh, for real? And I haven't seen the live action one ever. I have. Oh, I've never seen the live action. I hate. The fact that we have to do live action everything now. Hey, there's money to be made. Sure. And that mouse is going to no, get that yeah, money. But to me, <laughs> and it goes for all of Hollywood. Like, I know anything about Hollywood. Uh-huh. Like, anybody cares about my opinion. But Hollywood's just like, we're just redoing ideas differently over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a movie guy, so I'll watch them because it doesn't matter. But I would imagine somebody who's really into movies, you got to get frustrated. Like, all we're doing is remaking stuff, 
live action this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Come on, be creative. Make up some stories and, and tell us cool stories. That's well, all we really want. I agree. But, I mean, for the people who are funding the movies. Sure. They think, okay, well, this Dumbo, yeah. Dumbo is a proven property. I know. We know we're going to make money on this because there's going to be mamas and grandmamas out sure. there that, oh, I love Dumbo when right. I was a kid. I'm going to take my kid to see the new one. Yeah. So that's well, why that happens. I, I agree. And I think probably it's akin to what Frank Zappa said about the record industry. He was like used to when the record industry was starting, it was all these old guys in big suits and cigars and they didn't know what was cool and what wasn't cool and what was going to make money and what wasn't going to make money. So they just said, record whatever you want. If it works, it works. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't, we won't do it again. And they're like, over time, it got to be. Now we got focus groups. Yeah, we got focus (laughs) groups and A&R guys who are young and hip and think they know what's cool. So that's all they'll make is stuff that they know is going to make them money. And Fledgling little bands, fledgling bands, they need to have some kind of social media presence and a built-in audience. Sure, right. Yeah, and so there's a lot of creative stuff that's getting left to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Probably not the same with the internet, you have an outlet. If you can get recognized on it and if you can do something cool, people can see it. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's got nothing to do with drunk animals, right? <laughs> no, we got way off. <laughs> and the the good thing, we went from drunk animals to drunk elephants to Dumbo. Yes. To live action remakes, <laughs> to, to my- remakes in general, to the record industry. That's right. Back to drunk animals. <laughs> and here's the greatest thing about it. I'm not even 100% certain there's a scene in Dumbo where <laughs> the elephants get drunk. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the perfect scene to put in a kid's movie Yeah, when you think about it. Well, uh, good news. Humans actually rank pretty highly thanks to our ancestors' propensity for picking fermented fruit up off the ground. So it takes a lot to get a human, comparatively speaking, drunk, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Now, me, I'm a lightweight. You know, I'm a cheap <laughs> date for anybody out there. But, and most other Baptists are, too. We just can't tie on it all. We can't tie one on all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but really, when you're get, thinking about the number one hardest animal to get drunk, it would be the hamster. Okay. Yeah, the little bitty hamster. So the hamster that bit that kid probably <laughs> wasn't drunk. drunk. Probably well, wasn't. Uh, you never know. <laughs> Said you just put a bottle of unsweetened Everclear on the cage and they love it, said Gwen Lupfer, a psychologist at the University of Alaska Anchorage who has studied alcohol consumption in hamsters. Now, I imagine that's your job. You know, like you're a scientist. You know, and your job is to get hamsters drunk all day. That's way better than being at like the alien symposium sure, that NASA's right. putting on. Or like working on some COVID cure or whatever. <laughs> Imagine the pressure. You know, you're trying to like cure cancer. No, you're not doing that. You're I was just say, Joe Biden's like, you know, I promised my boss right. we were going to cure cancer. And this lady's like, shut up, Joe. I'm working on my hamster getting drunk That's thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's great. You know, they're taking nips too all throughout the day with them. Uh, so it says they regularly down 18 grams per kilogram of body weight a day. The alcoholic equivalent of a human drinking a liter and a half of 190 proof Everclear. Wow. In the wild, hamsters hoard ryegrass seeds and fruit in their burrows, and they eat this fermenting store as it becomes more and more alcoholic over the winter. 
in the lab, well, they're just pretty happy with Everclear. <laughs> they just like to drink. <laughs> uh, given the choice between water and alcohol, they go for the booze. So maybe that was a problem with <laughs> a my like hamsters. Most people. <laughs> sure. Maybe that was a problem with the hamsters we owned is I didn't get them drunk. You didn't give them alcohol. Yeah, I should have just, I, I could have turned it up, turned a bottle up in their little, little sucker thing they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humans have known about hamsters' affinity for alcohol since at least the 1950s when scientists in Texas found that hamster, hamsters could outdrink the common lab rat. Hmm. What a wild time in science to go, let's have drinking competitions <laughs> between lab rats and hamsters. How do they how do they determine which one's drunker? Like well, <laughs> do they have to do like a little hamster field sobriety test afterwards or well apparently rats don't even like alcohol. It says they can be made to drink alcohol by selectively breeding genetic lines mm-hmm. or by feeding them a mix of sugar and ethanol until they develop a taste for the latter. So they're like the Baptist of the rodent yeah, family. That's right. <laughs> that's why there's so many of them. <laughs> but with hamsters, you could take a hamster right from the pet store and give it grain alcohol. An addiction researcher named Danielle Gullick said at the University of Florida, it would happily drink. And they can drink a lot before getting drunk. When Lupfer was studying them, she and her students rated the animals' drunkenness on a literal wobbling scale. They scored the hamsters from zero for no visible wobbling to four for falls on two side and does not right itself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a four a few times in my life. <laughs> They have previously unsuccessfully tried to track the hamsters walking by dipping their paws in watercolor. They couldn't tell the drunk or sober hamsters' paw prints apart, which makes sense, <laughs> right. I guess. Yeah. Says the, the hamsters never averaged above 0.5 on the wobbling scale, even at the highest oral doses. So they didn't even get the number. Well, they got in between zero and one. Right. Uh, so just a little buzz for them. Well, how do we know that hamsters just don't have maybe like a really, really, really good sense of balance? That, that's a good point. We need to hear them say they're ABCs. <laughs> well, they got to stand <laughs> on one foot and touch their nose. With, <laughs> what what is what is amazing to me though, Tiny, in this study is there's no mention of some hamster husband beating his wife <laughs> and kids because he came home drunk. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, how alcohol has, you know, left single mothers all over the hamster community and all those things. So. Or what about a hamster getting drunk in the wheel and having an accident? <laughs> right. Taking out an innocent baby hamster, just playing beside them. Yeah. yeah. I know. In year in years and years, that's what'll happen. We'll just have a drunken mess of a hamster society. Yeah. They're all, or maybe not because they can tolerate alcohol so well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. Have no idea. I just thought that was an interesting little science story. And we have to trust the science. <laughs> we do. And the science tells us that hamsters don't get drunk easily. Oh, Best yeah. designated driver you could ever get, you know, to go out with yeah. you. I wonder who funds this research. <laughs> Us, the taxpayer. <laughs> like, why would you need? I was say it's not ever clear. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Trying to find a new market for hamsters. I, I love, I love science. I love discoveries and everything. And I hope that whatever we're studying here will lead to something that will benefit society greatly. Yeah. But on its surface, <laughs> if you were like, you know, John. A dollar seventy-five of your total tax bill is going to go mm-hmm. 
to the wobbling, studying drunken hamsters in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Maybe let's put that to feeding some like the homeless or something. <laughs> right. You know, let's let's solve that problem first. Then we'll yeah. worry about drunk hamsters later. That's what, all I'm saying. What could we get from this? Do you think? Like what? I would think. What if we get some kind of enzyme? Yeah, that they that we can inject. Yeah. into people so they don't. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe a hundred years down the road, however long the science <laughs> takes. You know, how yeah. many hamsters do we have to get drunk before we can extract that and then give it in pill form so it sobers you up after you've been drinking at the bar and you can drive mm-hmm. home without killing somebody. You know. Right. Then you go, okay, well, that buck 75 was worth it. All those drunk hamsters were worth it. All those drunk, torn apart hamster families (laughs) by alcohol. (laughs) All that was worth it. Yeah. But right now, just Mm -hmm. on the surface, if you were to tell me, like, I'd rather my tax dollars Mm -hmm. go to something else. And, And talking about this brings up a great point. This is why it is so important. And it was okay for Dr. Fauci to torture beagles with sand fleas. In Africa, what or was it China? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I'm all out on the news. Like I don't ever watch the news. I didn't even know it was going to be cold today until I walked out <laughs> to come here because it was pleasant when I went to church this morning. Yeah. Then I walked out. I was like, oh, okay, the temperature's dropping. I need to take my shorts off and put some pants on. Mm-hmm. Which another troubling story happened this morning. Oh, that just reminded me. Um, getting ready for church. Get up, Deidre. Getting the kids up because Sunday even though she doesn't know it, is her day to get the kids up because I get them up every other day. Mm-hmm. We've never had any discussion about that. I just don't do it. It just happened. Yeah. So I'm taking a shower. Deidre comes in and starts getting ready. I'm getting out of the shower, butt naked, you know, like one because I don't take a shower in a bathing suit. I'm not some sort of weirdo. <laughs> Got my towel starting to dry off. Here comes Libby bebopping in the bathroom. Uh-oh. And I'm fully nude. And <laughs> she saw... She like she like screamed and turned around and ran. She saw way more than she should, you know. <laughs> and oh, you know, we just we, I had to sit her down and be like, "Look, this is your fault." Yeah, I'm like you got to know. Like I know throughout your life, you've been able to barge into the bathroom at every point, but you've reached an age to where it's embarrassing to do that for <laughs> you and I both. But like so, that's just not from now on. Yeah. Man. Oh, she understood. She just had a distant look in her eye all day. I probably <laughs> scarred her for life. But she really did it to herself. I didn't do it. Yeah, it was her fault. They thought it was funny. She was mm-hmm. like making fun of her. But I was like, <laughs> you're not helping the situation. That's how our family is. Though. We make fun of everybody okay. all the time. Well, talking about scarring. Yes. <laughs> this is a little bit serious, more serious of a uh, of a story, although the headline here is kind of crazy. Uh, Prince Andrew has now been asked to prove his inability to sweat in a okay. civil case. All right. Uh, this comes from the Scotsman, Virginia Gufre, who is the one of Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's many accusers. Yeah. Her legal team has requested a wealth of information from Andrew's lawyers as they probe his BBC Newsnight interview when he said he was visiting a Pizza Express on the day of the claimed sexual encounter. Now, do I need everyone knows this story, right? I don't need to catch anybody up. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know it, but 
Virginia Gufre is a, is a, a woman who was at the time was she what 16, 17? something like that. She claims that Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell took her in and shipped her all over the world and basically pimped her out to all their rich friends, right? One of whom being Prince Andrew, naturally the Prince of England, yes, Charles's brother, <laughs> yes. right. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, didn't, I don't know how all that works. I didn't man. think I had to keep up with that because yeah. my great, great, great grandfather <laughs> killed a lot of British people and fought a war, so I wouldn't have to. Right. Yes. But. So do you descend from a Revolutionary War veteran? I, you know, to be honest, I was just trying to be funny. I, I do. <laughs> do. I you? do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, maybe at some point. I yeah. mean, you know how it is. If we were so mixed up now, I couldn't tell you no who telling, he is. I but, just know my mom and grandmother and all them were like part of the Daughters of American Revolution. So, all right. there you go. Being a Sullivan, and then on my mom's side of the family, they were paid. Like, mm-hmm. so that's like, you know, really, really Irish. I just right. assumed that we were poor Irish people yeah, that y'all came, came over. The potato famine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Immigrants. Gotcha. Yeah. Family of immigrants, John. You're. <laughs> Yes, Tiny. That's what I think of when I look at you. Yes. Tiny's from an immigrant family. Yes. Yeah, he's not from here. Right. No, that dude ain't from around here. Anyway, Prince Andrew, he gave a BBC Newsnight interview where there was a picture that came up, and he said it was Photoshopped, even though clearly everyone can see that this looks definitely like a legit. Him. It's definitely you. He's with it's a definitely girl. real. He's with her. Yeah, right. Who is, at the time, I think 17, 16 or 17, right. somewhere around in there. I'd like to point out, it's not illegal to get your picture made with somebody. No, it's not. Yeah, right. But he said it wasn't him. Right. Because <laughs> and, he was sweating. Well, she told a story about when she first met him being at a nightclub, and she just said that he was like, Sweating profusely. Yeah. And it was kind of gross because she was like sweating on her. Yeah. Right. When asked about this, he responded, "Uh, well, I actually cannot sweat. So, you know, I guess because he's a royal, they don't sweat. He's never sweated before in his life. Why would he start at this nightclub? City to Alabama in July. (laughs) I like to see him make it without sweating. So anyway, she is suing the queen's son for allegedly sexually assaulting her when she was a teenager and claims that she was trafficked by, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. There was a lot of pictures that came from this. Andrew has denied these allegations. Her lawyer have also requested travel documents detailing Andrew's movements on Epstein's planes and to his various homes. Mm. The Duke's visit to Pizza Express and well, walking I don't know what that is. And London's Tramp Nightclub. Okay. Where Ms. Gouffray alleges that she danced with a heavily sweating Andrew. Maxwell 60 was recently convicted in America of helping to entice vulnerable teenagers to the properties of Epstein, her former boyfriend, for him to, you know, abuse young yeah. girls from right. 1994 to 2004. She was labeled dangerous by the prosecution and faces the rest of her life in jail. And her friendship with Andrew has seen renewed scrutiny after her civil claims, Ms. Gruffray's civil claims for damages against the Duke. Andrew's legal team have rejected the request for the document, citing various reasons, including the information is protected from disclosure by rights of privacy under the U.S. Constitution and Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights. His lawyers also stayed in papers filed to a New York court. The documents requested are already publicly available, or the requests are unduly burdensome, oppressive, duplicative, and overboard. 
Andrew's much-anticipated appearance on BBC's Newsnight in November 2019 was an attempt to defend his reputation in the wake of the Epstein scandal, but he opened himself to further accusations with critics saying that he failed to show remorse for the financiers of victims. Hmm. Uh, he has denied that he slept with her on three separate occasions when questioned by Newsnight presenter Emily. I don't know. That, what's that lady's last name? I have no idea. M- Mateless? Mateless? Sure. Saying one encounter did not happen, and he had taken his daughter, Princess Beatrice, to Pizza Express uh, for a party, and they spent the rest of the day together. Now, what you, <laughs> the most unbelievable part of everything you've just said is that a prince took his daughter to a place called Pizza Express for a party. Well, now, here's the conspiracy side, John. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I forgot all about Pizza is a code word used by pedos, sure, right. right? Yeah. No, yeah. That's that's back when the guy shot up the, yeah. the comic ping pong. Okay. So okay. here's this dude. He's under scrutiny. Yeah. And it just pops out of his mouth while I was at a Pizza Express. Well. They have that's part of the Illuminati is they have to put everything out there in the open. Yes, because they control society, but they have <laughs> rules they have to abide. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd like to see him prove that he can't sweat. Like, how do you do that? I mean, he he claims. Well, he claimed in that interview that it was like a medical condition. Yeah. And her lawyers are saying, "Well, we want to see yeah, the documentation. Like documentation. If that's a medical, if right. that is a medical condition, right. then we want to see your." Well, charts because her lawyers got they beat Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever. I'm sure it's like blood in the water now. We're going to get <laughs> yeah. money from everybody we can, mm-hmm. and so he's next on the list. Because I would imagine Prince of a country probably got a pretty good bank account. Here's my question: Do you, if you're the accuser in this, do you settle? Like, as soon as you can? I don't know. Or do you risk going missing so that the world <laughs> can know well, that you the think, prince of yeah. England is a pedo? You think if you were smart, and maybe this happened and it didn't work out, she would go to Prince Andrew and be like, look, I'm about to put everything in the media, mm-hmm. or I, if you don't, if I don't see a substantial deposit in my bank account, here's the number. You right. know, here's a canceled check. It's got the routing number, everything you want on it. Just go, <laughs> just put what you think it's my silence is worth in there, and then we'll talk after that, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe he was like, no, ain't nobody going to believe you, because I don't sweat. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a royal. Yeah. I don't sweat. I've never sweated a day in my life. I bet you he puckered up after old Maxwell got found guilty. You know, <laughs> yeah. he probably was like, "Oh, it's nothing to worry about, y'all." And, and also, credit to the legal team and all involved in that trial mm-hmm. for them to first of all to be able to have a trial and keep all that as hush hush yeah. as they've kept it. Yeah, I mean, how much news coverage have we seen of that? None. Almost at all. none. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's almost like there's until a group. she was found guilty. Yeah, it's almost like there's a group of powerful elite who run the world. I don't know, yeah. you know, and they don't want anything negative coming out. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, but you would think also if that was truly the case, they could get her off. Mm-hmm. You know, through whatever witness intimidation. However, I don't know. The mob's been getting people off for years. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a guy who actually came out pretty good in the legal system. Okay. Um, Finger Guns Bandit catches a big break. Prosecutors have dropped a felony charge against the Florida man who allegedly walked into a Waffle House with his dog and 
brandishing only finger guns, announced a robbery that netted him a handful of napkins, according to court records. <laughs> okay, this sounds like a joke. <laughs> Is this one of those situations where they just took it serious well, and took I, it too far? We're going to find out. Okay. Edward Rodriguez, who's 28, was arrested in mid-October following a bizarre incident at Waffle House near his home in Madison, a city 55 miles east of Tallahassee. Which is very normal for bizarre incidents like this to take place at Waffle House. You get into North Florida, you're pretty much... North Florida is like the rest of the Mm -hmm. South. You know, the panhandle of North Florida around Tallahassee. So you just get some shenanigans going on in a Waffle House. That's just part of it. Uh, Cops say that Rodriguez walked into the restaurant around 8 p.m. and said, get on the ground, y'all. Y'all are getting robbed. And then he added, I'm high and drunk. I need napkins. (laughs) A Waffle House manager told police that Rodriguez, who was accompanied by a small dog, did not brandish a weapon, but just raised both of his hands and had his fingers in the shape of a gun, according to an arrest report. (laughs) A distraught wit, a distraught waitress whose hand shook when interviewed by deputies said that the would-be robber was pointing his fingers in the shape of a gun. Oh no! <laughs> the oh horror. no! Do they know that this it's waitress not- <laughs> has been drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes for like the past forty-eight hours, and maybe why her hands are shaking? I mean, we live in America, and she works at Waffle House. This is not the yeah. first gun that no. she's seen. She should have been relieved that this was a finger gun. <laughs> I figured they all just like looked at it and were like, all right, well, what can I get you? Man? Like went back to whatever they were doing. You yeah. know, I need two scattered, smothered chunk, all that. Dad gummit, Chad, not again. <laughs> Come uh, back when you've sobered up. So after Rodriguez was given some napkins, he drove away from the Waffle House. Police subsequently identified Rodriguez as a suspect and questioned him at his residence. And he admitted to being at the Waffle House to get some napkins and stating that he was going to rob the place. So Mm -hmm. he admitted that. Investigators uh, said that uh, he claimed, however, the people must have taken it the wrong way. So he was like, look, yeah, I did all that, but they took it the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, I was just joking around, just joshing. Rodriguez, who was wearing a SpongeBob SquarePants T-shirt, was Perfect. booked into the county jail <laughs> for unarmed robbery, a felony, and simple assault, a misdemeanor. He bonded out of custody, custody after posting a $10,000 bond. Okay. If I'm this dude and I get busted and put into prison, I don't think I can help but try to bust out of prison with those same finger guns. <laughs> right. You better let me out. What if you like put one to your head? I'll kill somebody. <laughs> um, so uh, the review of the case by prosecutors resulted in the robbery and assault charges being jettisoned in favor of a disorderly disorderly conduct conduct charge. So. Um, he's still charged with a misdemeanor, but he pled not guilty to that. Okay. So I hope he gets off scot-free, you know, (laughs) walks out, shoots his finger guns in the air, (laughs) does a little Yosemite Sam dance and gets in the car and goes home. (laughs) What if he walks into court and he looks over at the prosecutor and he's like, (laughs) 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 and that could have been all it was like, he was just walking in and he thought he was being funny. He was like, Hey, this is a robbery. Y'all I need. (laughs) 
I need some napkins. <laughs> and he got his napkins and turned around and walked out. Yeah. You know, and he's like, that's certainly not a robbery. I didn't have a gun and I only got napkins. Well, I know, John, like, I have seen you make finger guns. I on love multiple the finger guns. You gun. love finger guns. <laughs> that was our official greeting yeah. as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, need to, you need to keep those holsters. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> You're going to wind weapons. up with a Mr. Vener. Mr. I think it's okay to finger gun as long as you don't say you're robbing somebody. That's okay. what I've taken there away we, Okay, from there this. we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as someone who doesn't <laughs> rob anyone, that's not a problem for me. Because why would you rob anyone? You I got don't know. plenty of money. Well, you want to know what's a steal, Tiny? What's that? Cajun Curl Bayou Bunny Spice. You can get it on their website with our promo code that I'm going to give you at the end of this ad, and it's a steal. I had a grilled pimento cheese sandwich today with Cajun curl on it. It was amazing. That was my lunch. Super healthy, by the way. Trying to lose weight. So, (laughs) new year, new me and all that. (laughs) Yeah. But we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun curl Bayou Bunda Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order their spice right on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Also got a Cajun Curl cheese ball my mom made <laughs> nice. for me. Right. I didn't even know you could do that. I'm trying to see if I can clog my arteries up <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> this is really my goal. You know, I have a heart attack. Get on out of here. Get on up to heaven and enjoy the rest of eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cajun Curl's not going to give you a heart attack. The cheese is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. I want to clarify that for our listeners. <laughs> Oh no! Well, but the Cajun Curl cheese ball is really great. So, man, it sounds so good. This is awesome. I would give you some, but I've already almost eaten it all, and I've been <laughs> slobbering on it and everything else. You don't want it because I'm the only one in my house that eats it. Okay, so on their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. We had a voicemail come in. Okay. While you were reading that ad. No, that's a, this is like <laughs> hot off the presses. <laughs> Our first voicemail comes from a happy Patreon subscriber. Okay. Well, this is a little ad for Patreon. If y'all are not riding the Patreon train, then y'all just don't know what you're missing. Oh, by the way, this is Sam. Y'all know I'm crazy anyway. <laughs> All right. So, John, I love your story about, I won't go into detail because they need to pay their money, but <laughs> your story about the felon. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story time here. And you never know. 
So years ago, I was working at Brilliant, and this is right out of high school, at a trailer plant. And uh, we build them, you know, modular homes, whatever you want to call them. They're really trailer plants. Let's just get down to it. <laughs> we have a, a need for those sure. here in Alabama. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with a trailer. I, I grew up in a trailer. There you go. Well, I, I double wide. Oh, so, yeah. A little better than <laughs> the normal trailer a little bit part. Better. Yeah. Well, I worked in a, a little crew of about four people, and all of us pretty much dressed the same, except for one of us. You know, in the, in the summer, it got extremely hot, and most of us was wearing junk, you know, cut-off shorts, T-shirts, you know, whatever. And I worked with this guy that uh, he always wore a button-down shirt and khaki pants. I mean, he looked like he was going to an interview every single day. He was dressing for success. Dressed for the job you want, not the one you got. He was planning to be running that trailer plant. <laughs> That's right. Well, the guy was the nicest guy in the world. I mean, somebody would forget their lunch or something, he would give them some of his lunch. That's how nice he was. Never cussed, n- nothing. I mean, you think this guy was it. Well, <laughs> one day he didn't come in to work. So we thought that was odd, you know. But, you know, we worked with a bunch of criminals, so, you know, it wasn't odd for somebody to miss. But for him, he was there every single day, and he wasn't a criminal, or so we thought. Well, he didn't come in, and uh, the reason he did come in is apparently uh, the night before, he had barricaded his family inside of his house and set the house on fire, and it burnt to the ground. Oh, my gosh. It didn't end how I thought it was going to end. Okay. Yeah. I worked right beside that pillar for almost a year. And he, I I think I'm crazy. He was cuckoo. I mean, who does that? I mean, that's stone cold right there. Stone cold. Hey, come. I mean... I, I mean, there's really no jokes to be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm desperately searching for one. There's not one. And I can't, other than to say uh, he, he murdered his whole family. Do we know that an arsonist doesn't wear khaki pants and a button-down shirt? I mean, it seems that the only one Stan knows that's their standard attire. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So look out for the guy wearing khakis and a button shirt. That's and me is every day at work. And is willing to share. Well, you're not willing to share your lunch, oh, are that's you? That's a good point. <laughs> that's right. John would never give you any of his <laughs> oh, pimento and cheese. Absolutely not. <laughs> Bring your own. And uh, just a little tidbit for the latest episode. Jacqueline, that was a very good poll. I mean, that that needs to be cut in and the interest in, entered to uh, the next episode. I mean, that needs to be part of the new opening. That is something else. And by the way, congrats on the 200 episodes. I put it on Facebook, 200, but I guess y'all didn't know since y'all were so, every episode so great. Y'all didn't realize that 200 was a, quite a milestone. Well, we appreciate it. I hope y'all have a good day, even though it's sitting in the snow now. Uh, everybody's buying milk and bread down here. You know? <laughs> he is very right. It has been in the mid-70s since oh, it was Christmas. 80 yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it got to 80 degrees yesterday. And uh, Flowers Bakery down here. <laughs> they're pulling out the bread. <laughs> I was about to say, their profits are, are not as, as, much, as big as they would like. 
So they got James Spann to tell everybody that they're expecting some snow flurries. <laughs> a little bit of snow. <laughs> got an entire bread industry riding on James Spann's prediction. <laughs> yeah, the weather has been wild down here. And I want to say, Stan, that was a very interesting story. Yeah. You know, I was not, when you started it, I was not expecting it to end up with the guy burned his house with his family. Did not expect him to go Crispin Wall. But (laughs) they said he pulled the Canadian crippler. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I will say that's probably exactly how Stan felt, you know, like <laughs> yeah. after working around this dude for forever. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You now, never know. He said he was working in brilliant Alabama, which is where all the smart people in Alabama are from, is brilliant <laughs> Alabama. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why they. I wonder if that's why they call it Brilliant. I don't. I've never researched the name of Brilliant, but I've been to Brilliant several times or through Brilliant. Yeah, covered a football game one time. I took pictures for the newspaper for a year. Nice. And my team to cover was Hubbardville, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great time because the head coach at Hubbardville at the time, Coach Harris, went to church with me. Like I've known him my whole life. And so he'd slide me like, uh, hey, we're about to throw the ball so I could get down the field and get a better picture and all that. Cool. But I put it, <laughs> they ran a picture of him on the front page of the Times Record, if I remember, or at least front page of the sports section of him that I took with a penalty flag laying at his feet. And he just had his head in his hands because Hoverville didn't even win a game that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they ran it, and then people like booed and hollered at me the next game because I took that picture and they put it in a paper. <laughs> and I was like, "Look, y'all, I'm like in junior college. I took a lot of pictures. <laughs> I just turned in my roll of film, and they put whatever they want to. And then most of the time, they're like, you have no usable shots. Were right. you drinking?' And I was like, "Yeah, a little bit, you know? <laughs> just a little bit." <laughs> You know, and I got paid like five dollars a game or whatever to do it. John, this is nobody's business but yours. I'm just curious. You worked for the Times Record. I did. And if I remember correctly, didn't you take journalism? Wasn't that your, I did. Okay. Yeah. What What made you decide to not pursue that? Oh well. All right. There were. Two. I'm, I'm thrilled that you didn't because yeah. had you done it, you would have been some famous <laughs> no. reporter, and you was, wouldn't have been doing this podcast with me. The number one reason I didn't do it was because at the time, and really, I guess it's still kind of this way, although media has changed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I was going to get a job at the Tuscaloosa News at some copy desk and work my way up to editor of the sports section or whatever. So I would have had to move all over the country. Deidre and I were together. Mm -hmm. She can't live farther than we live now from her mom (laughs) and dad. Y'all are at maximum distance. Yeah, we're at maximum distance. (laughs) And that's fine. I I love that. I love that my kids get to be around their grandparents Mm -hmm. and all that. And she was more important to me than being a sports writer. Right. Like it just, I was like, I can do whatever and be happy. Mm-hmm. And so I went on to get her back and lost all our money in a restaurant venture. <laughs> so, that's what you get. That's what you get. We could have uh, <laughs> like worked for the paper in San Diego for a few years, yeah. moved all around. That's your fault, Deidre. The secondary reason was, you know, this was... 90s, late 90s, and I could already see that the internet was going to change everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knew that eventually, right? You know, and the hopes and dreams of people that I was like at Alabama and mm-hmm. the journalism school with 
maybe I can get in and get established in whatever this shifts to, I'll be able to make the change. And I think a lot of people probably did. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, man, this is going to be a whole new thing. What does this do to sports coverage when they don't even have to assign you a team to cover because eventually every game will be on the internet and one dude could write an article about a game sitting in his house, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was part of it too. And so, yeah, that's why I am not a journalist. I tell you what, I drove by the Touch Clothes and News the other day. Sad looking, isn't it? Well, I had to because the road that I was going to drive down was closed. <laughs> sure. For a standard. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I just drove by it and just looking in the windows, it looks like an empty warehouse yeah. now. No, it, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a friend of mine's a He's a captain of the EMS for the fire department. You know, the city owns that building now. They bought it because Tuscaloosa News basically shut down. Mm-hmm. They're printed off-site and everything. And they let the fire department go through there and basically rob out any furniture that they wanted <laughs> before. They, uh, and he was A friend of ours was a photographer for Tuscaloosa News for forever. And he was like, I saw that picture. And he was like, and I should have got it and I didn't get it. And I was like, I, you should have got it and just took it home with you. He was like, well, I ain't trying to lose my job, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, that's the difference between me and you. I'd be like, that's a cool picture that my friend took. I'm taking it home with me and never would have thought about losing my job. He's like, yeah, I can't be stealing city property. So, right. Anyway, is it still there? Maybe I guess you so. should go get well, it. I thought about it the other Let's day. Let's go get it. I had to come across a bridge for something, which I try not to do anymore. Yeah. And I looked over there and I was like, I wonder if I could, like, if the door was open, I could just go wander around. There's there. a way in. Yeah. There's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah, they're probably doing some sort of, they're going to turn it into something. You Granted, know? I'm not 18 anymore. Yeah, I know. No, he might I get got in all kinds of places. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we might do some real jail time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, that's why I'm not a journalist. I'm just a... Uh, just a furniture boy. Yeah. Yeah. Amateur podcast host. Amateur podcast host. <laughs> I'm much better in the written word, I think. Though. Yeah. I think I'm funnier when I write. And because as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, my brain and mouth don't work together well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have, I can formulate thoughts, but getting those thoughts out through my mouth doesn't work. But Dude, I can write a, it all out. Start a sub stack. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk off there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if it requires work, I'm probably not going to do it. Well, you probably won't do it then. Okay. <laughs> what I would like to do is find someone to do all this for me. Yeah, yeah. Just I dictate stuff to them, and then they do whatever they need to. Remember that time we got the AI to write us an odd news story? Yes. And then we reported it on this podcast yes. and then told everybody that wasn't real. That was generated whole call right? by an AI. It was fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were writing erotic fan fiction too, weren't you? I was. You? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I was telling an AI to do it for sure. me. Sure. Right. It involved me and Tara in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a yippee ki <laughs> All right, John. What do you say we ask some questions? All right. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. It's telling it was a cowboy outfit and not a cowgirl outfit. I'll say that much. <laughs> we like to ask John questions on this show, and if you would like to ask him questions, you can go to our Discord server. There's a link in the show notes, and you can ask him there. Our first question comes from Stan Wright. What's the longest field goal do you think you could make without missing? 
Oh, maybe maybe twelve yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like an extra point. <laughs> Same here. No, so that would be a fifteen yards with the extra point, basically. Yeah. But I would probably need ten tries. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna probably not yeah, gonna make it I'm, on the first, first kicking go. is not my strong suit. Me either. I just poke fun at people who miss. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, our next question comes from Nicole. What should they name the next COVID variant? Oh, I've already heard there's a uh, flu Rona is out now. <laughs> Flu-rona? That's been discovered where you got the flu and coronavirus. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but I will say as an original COVID survivor as you and I mm-hmm. are, all the other variants, you guys aren't as cool as we are. You know, like we had it, we were on the, <laughs> we're like COVID hipsters. Yes. You know? We had it back when y'all thought this was going to kill us. Yeah, right. When everybody was scared. <laughs> but you think, I got friends it who killed died. a lot of people. Yeah, yes. Killed a whole lot of people. But it But did, not me and Tiny. It was not us. You know? It wasn't. Well, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. I think we should be proud that we beat COVID. The original OG COVID that mm-hmm. took out like 600,000 people or whatever, you and I beat it. And really, you should thank me for giving you that opportunity. <laughs> but that's a whole other discussion. And now I don't have to fear Omicron. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not even worried about Omicron. People got Omicron. Y'all just need to shut up. We had the real deal Holyfield. I would say the next one should be Zeta because that would seem like getting close to the end. Omega? Maybe they will never do it. Yeah, but what's the Greek letter that's uh that's like an X X I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should be it because it would be like President Xi Ping of China. <laughs> yeah, there the, you go. The Xi variant. Yeah. That's what it should be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you still call it the China virus, Tiny? <laughs> uh, no, but I really should. I should Look, start calling I, it. I straightened out your Trump twenty twenty four flag <laughs> up on your porch when I walked up here. <laughs> you know, uh, not to well, you know what I, I do mean to bring this up. Remember back when if you thought it was a lab leak that made you were a racist, sure, and right. we needed to stop Asian hate, absolutely. But now all of a sudden it's okay to talk about yeah. it being right, yeah, a possible came, lab leak, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we had a little shift in that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, our last question comes from that's our Bobo. What sport has the best athletes? Uh, I would say best overall all around athletes mm-hmm. is basketball. Okay, professional basketball, not professional bass fishing. No, no. <laughs> I think as far as running, jumping, yeah. you know, and size as well, they're probably. I, I, if we came up with a game mm-hmm. uh, that if we were to take all of our best basketball players, they could probably dominate another one. What about hockey? They they got uh, hockey's. A, I love hockey. By the way, <laughs> I, I don't know say, enough about hockey, but I love watching. I, d- it. I don't know a lot about hockey yeah. either. But you got to be able to skate. You sure. got to have good balance, and you got to be able to fight. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's very good. That's a very good point. Yeah, the most exciting sport I've ever watched in person was hockey, mm-hmm. and that's only minor league hockey. I can't imagine going to an NHL mm-hmm. game. How fast it moves, and just they're slamming into yeah. each other. Good fist fight. I mean, it's great. I might it, it, for me. I might go MMA. Okay, that's probably. But LeBron James is gonna dunk all over an MMA guy. Well, that's true. But LeBron James might could win a fist fight. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Could he? And I'm not even a LeBron James fan. Yeah, but he's a big old boy. If he hit me, I would die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's strong. But what if he's trying to draw a penalty? Oh well, he does flop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he does. 
What if he's trying to draw a penalty in MMA? I don't know. I don't know how MMA works. I've never gotten into MMA. Every time I've watched MMA, it's been two dudes in their underwear rolling around on the ground. It just gives me a weird feeling. So, yeah. As you... <laughs> I hadn't felt like that since you was 13. That's right. I was like, I feel like this is a sin. I should not partake in. <laughs> oh, that'll do it for questions. <laughs> well, John, this free show is coming to a close. But one thing that we have to do before we end this show is we have to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much for uh, supporting us and subscribing and and you know donating to what we do. Listen to Stan. Do what Stan says. Get on the Patreon so you can too can hear stories about Canada mm-hmm. <laughs> and naughty nurses and uh, all sorts of stories. We would like to thank specifically by name those who donate at the ten or above tier. And those fine people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B. Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We all thank you so much for supporting what we do. And if you would like to support what we do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier will get you an extended show every single week and sometimes bonus exclusive <laughs> shows. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what have we got coming up in the extension today? I'm going to talk about crystal meth and cereal. Okay. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I am going to talk about an illegal soiree of sorts. Okay. A no pants dance that got busted in, in Spain. Okay. All right. Well, there it sounds exciting. Sorry, I didn't get an invite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are they just lost in the mail? I never get invited to those. <laughs> nothing cool ever happens. No like e-bite, no nothing. Yeah, I've checked my spam folder. It must be in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? No, that's it. I just hope everybody has a great and wonderful new year. And that all of your hopes and dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Onward and upward. Yeah. I mean, like, really, it's just another year. Like, the calendar turns. <laughs> it's not some magic thing. Like, people like to act like it is. No, 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 dude. Our rock made it another full trip I, around the sun. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you are subscribing to the fact that time exists. Okay. And I don't. <laughs> all right. Time is a man made construct put on something. So, the years don't bother well, me. Well, granted, it's relative. Yeah, it's uh, certainly it, relative. But it exists. <laughs> not, not in the way that we perceive it. Well, that's true. Yeah. So there you go. I perceive it fourth dimensionally, John. Uh, all right. There you go. I perceive it through my third eye. <laughs> you eat <laughs> the, enough psychedelics, the, you'll understand, the, Tiny. The pineal gland. <laughs> that's right. No, I was talking about my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that's your brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sun, I've been sunning my butthole, you know. I got a letter from the HOA about it. Right, got a letter from the HOA about it. Just said I got to move it to the backyard. Okay. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. No matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. 
If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you would like to check out our show art, that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we also have a phone number you can call or text. What's that phone number, John? All right, it is 662-493-2059. It's amazing, 201 (laughs) episodes, I haven't memorized this phone number yet. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week and a wonderful new year. A a whole year. (laughs) Earth Oddity from the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Bloodthirsty squirrel.